0: Welcome to What Christians Should Know, hosted by Dr. Elijah Sadoffel. This podcast equips you with clarity and meaningful answers about God, the Bible, and your Christian life. Now, here's Dr. Sadoffel. What I hope to do today is equip everyone listening with some sound biblical counsel on how you can find your passion, fulfill your purpose, and follow your path. In order to do that, we'll be taking a look at the final verses of Luke chapter 4. Now before I read those verses, allow me to give you some context. Jesus begins His public ministry in Nazareth, but the people reject Him and run the Lord out of town. Jesus subsequently moves to Capernaum, where the people are amazed at His authority, teaching, and miracles. There, Jesus miraculously heals all the sick who are brought to Him. He also casts out demons from those who are possessed. Subsequently, in contrast to the Nazarenes, those in Capernaum can't get enough of Jesus. Then, in Luke chapter 4, verses 42 to 44, the text says When day came, Jesus left and went to a secluded place, and the crowds were searching for him and came to him and tried to keep him from going away from them. But he said to them, I must preach the kingdom of God to the other cities also, for I was sent for this purpose. So he kept on preaching in the synagogues of Judea. The big idea I would like to emphasize today is that your passion defines your purpose and your purpose defines your path. In other words, once you are clear about what you are passionate about and then what you are called to do with your passion, that will give you a very clear and precise sense of your direction in life. Passion, purpose, path speaks to God's will for your life, so it goes without saying that whenever a Christian is seeking to know God's will that is not specifically expressed in the Bible, a means by which God has ordained secure answers is through prayer. So by God's grace, don't neglect dedicated private prayer time when searching for your passion, purpose, and path. Also, don't forget to seek the counsel of a local pastor or elder as their biblically informed wisdom can not only guide you, but their eyes may also see something that you cannot. Now getting back to Luke 4, we know from the Bible overall that God is a God of compassionate grace and His grace is the love that stooped down from heaven in order to save us. God is love and His passion flows outward from His essence. Specifically, Jesus tells us what His purpose was, to seek and to save that which was lost. Luke 19.10 Christ's purpose was to rescue those for whom He was sent to redeem. In Jesus' public ministry, the path that He took led Him ultimately to the cross, but while Jesus was alive, His primary focus was on His preaching. It was not doing miracles or holding hands, it was to preach the kingdom of God. Jesus himself says in Luke 4.43, I must preach the kingdom of God to the other cities also, for I was sent for this purpose. Hence, because Jesus knew exactly why he was here, he had a clear sense of direction that was not necessarily confined to one geographic location. Yes, some folks in Capernaum may have been upset that He was leaving, but His purpose made clear His path and that He must go elsewhere to preach the Kingdom of God. Had Jesus not been on the move, He would betray why He was sent in the first place and deny other people from hearing the Gospel. Here's the point. People who have a passion and subsequently discover their purpose have a clear sense of direction. They are able to evaluate all of life by their ultimate determination and therefore gauge jobs, relationships, time, opportunities, and setbacks all in the context of what God has called them to do. Your passion determines your purpose and your purpose guides you in the path of life. Who has God called you to be and what has God called you to do with your life? If you are not immediately sure of the answers, here are some additional questions that may help jumpstart your brain. Why does your life matter? Why did God wake you up this morning? When people look back on your life, what will they remember the most? What is your passion? What is your purpose? What is your path? Where are you going? Are you navigating to some place with a clear sense of direction? Or are you being tossed to and fro by the waves of circumstance? Do you have any spiritual gifts? How are you using them? How are you applying them? So what is your passion? Your passion is what you have a strong desire or a liking to do. Your passion involves your mind, heart, and will, so when executing your passion, it never feels like you are doing work. You are happy in your passion and are miserable when operating outside of it. People doing their passion never have to be nudged from the outside because all of their fire is already on the inside. Discerning your passion is not something I can discover for you, so if you do not know what your passion is, begin asking yourself, What do you enjoy doing? I did not ask what you are good at, I asked, What do you desire to do? What makes you the most satisfied and the most contented? Your biblical passion may be for leading others, educating others, or serving others. But a passion can be very broad. We now have to begin focusing that passion and ask, what will you be using that passion for? This is where you find your purpose. Purpose speaks to your intent or the reason why you are doing something. Passion informs what you do. Purpose informs why you are doing it. Jesus is the God-man who was sent for the purpose of preaching the kingdom of God. For all Christians, the ultimate reason why we do anything is for the glory of God, for that is why we were made Isaiah 43, 7. The hard part now becomes figuring out what your unique why looks like in real life. Why do you teach? To replicate yourself so they can repeat the process. Why do you sing? To exalt God with song. Why do you serve? To help those who cannot help themselves. Answering why is probably the hardest part of passion-purpose path. It's the hardest because in essence you are searching yourself and being honest with you. You are searching yourself and asking, why am I really doing this? Is the motivation genuine and internal or is it porous and external? Only people who clearly define what their purpose is will be able to specify their path. Consequently, the final part is path or sense of direction. Passion answers what, purpose answers why, and path answers how. How you execute your passion-informed purpose is your path or where your life is going. For example, your path could be teaching three local children every six months the core doctrines of the Christian faith. Your path could be providing psychological support to vulnerable women who have been abuse victims and who live in a nearby shelter. These are just examples, but as you can see, the path is very specific. This specificity is crucial because in order to know where you're going, you need a specific address. If you open a map and drive to America, that is pretty broad and it leaves much uncertainty. But if you navigate to the intersection of Main Street and Blue Street in Metropolis, New York, then you know exactly where you are headed. Also, you can then figure out the sequential steps you need to take to get there. So, for example, knowing that you want to teach leaves you paralyzed with indecision, but knowing that you want to disciple Christians by giving them clarity and meaningful answers about God, the Bible, and their Christian life through electronic media, that type of specificity keeps you on track and not sidetracked. Pushing through passion, purpose, and path may seem like work, but don't neglect the benefits. A person who knows who they are, why they are, and where they are going will have resilient, unshakable peace. This is a peace that money cannot buy and that will reward you for the duration of your life. Even more, once you know what the main thing is in your life, what you will not do is spread yourself too thin. Why? Because once you know the main thing, then you'll keep the main thing the main thing. Anything that is not the main thing is simply a waste of time what you will find is that you will begin doing less of many things and more of one thing. Very few people have more than one core passion in life, so most folks will be the most contented doing that one thing that God has called them to do. I know I have said much during this brief podcast, and I hope I have triggered at least one person to start thinking about what their ultimate calling is in the kingdom of God. The one parting thought I will leave you with is this. The only way to truly know what you are designed to do is to start doing it. It's wise to think and consider, but no one discerns their calling by sitting still. You have to start doing, and in doing, God reveals and ignites your passion, purpose, and path. In 2 Timothy 1.6, Paul writes to Timothy and advises him to Kindle afresh the gift of God which is in you. In other words, Paul is telling Timothy that the thing that turns up the heat on the fire inside of him is by getting out there and executing. As Paul says in the next verse, For God has not given us a spirit of timidity, but of power and love and discipline. So if you have not discovered your fire yet, that's okay, but do not think that passive timidity will get you anywhere. Whatever gift God has given you, it is cultivated and developed by using it and putting it into action. Go and do in order to find your passion, purpose, and path.